0: My guest today on The Enemies List is Tom Nichols. Tom is one of the staff writers at The Atlantic and a terrific writer in every regard. Uh, He authors their Peacefield newsletter and the Atlantic Daily Newsletter. Tom is also a professor emeritus at the U.S. Naval War College. He taught there for 25 years and also an instructor at the Harvard Extension School. Tom is a deeply knowledgeable guy about government and the question that is so fundamental to under all this thing that we're experiencing now, which is expertise and the contempt for and the hatred of expertise that now defines an entire section of America's political culture to our great and tremendous peril. He is also, by the way, a guy who won Jeopardy five times. Tom is one of the smartest guys I know, and I am so looking forward to having him on the enemies list today. also maintained
1: what was called an enemy's list.
0: Democrats want Republicans dead. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions.
1: On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting.
0: You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not Uh, uh, QAnon. It's real. (laughs) I'm Rick Wilson, and this is the Enemies List. Tom, welcome to the Enemies List, brother. It's good to talk to you again. It's been a minute. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on today. And I just wanted to survey because because you are a you are you are a guy who knows about the power of knowledge and expertise and understanding in a complex and increasingly chaotic sort of political space here at home and Abroad, are we being led right now into this sort of, are are we in this moment where the contempt for understanding has gotten so enormous that it puts us at greater risks in all these different spaces that we find ourselves like worried about right now? China, Ukraine, the domestic situation, all these things. You've written extensively about it. I just want to get your thoughts on like, how bad is the idiocracy right now? It's incredible, and and it's become a political platform. You know, that's the
1: thing that really is striking. It's like college is, you know, what is my platform? uh, You know, going forward as the governor of Florida, Uh, college is bad. Okay, Um, that that, there is almost this kind of sense that college um, or or you know that crazy book learning stuff is like a mark of unpatriotic, unreliable, uh, you know, mm-hmm. danger to ordinary American citizens. And that, I mean, it's just crazy talk. I
0: think- Ideological unreliability. Yeah, I mean, it really,
1: you know, I thought of that. Um, I wrote um, earlier in the week or, or late last week about this whole business with the new college in Florida. And these guys really do sound like mm-hmm. Soviet commissars, right? We must root out the corruption among our teaching cadres and restore our ideological, you know, it's, I'm like, Jesus, where did these guys come from? The Leningrad Pedagogical Institute in 1968, <laughs> you know, they, they, sound right right out of you know is vestia it's it's incredible
0: god that's so that's so on point because I, I i i put myself through listening to the uh to christopher rufo who the educational zampolite of the desantis administration just hectoring these people and it's this 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 tone of like superiority and no no i understand the secret ideological framework here and now we will destroy you and, and we're in charge buddy yeah, to, we're in to, charge. To, you, yeah, you we're can in you, charge. Okay, you can walk out with I mean, your gold it, watch it, and, a, and a pension, or you can walk out to the bus to the camp.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think there's there's a couple of things going on. First of all, among people who are kind of you know frustrated intellectuals, right, who have felt for years like they've been um, you know kept out of respectable academic circles, their answer has been to say, "Fine, we'll create our own." And will destroy the institutions right. that we secretly—and this is something I think that is—you know—I know you and I have talked about this before—that that when it comes to the media, when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to academia, these are people who are shot through with status envy, and and oh, are on, yeah. so desperate to to be part of a culture that they claim to hate that when they can't be a part of it, they say, "Fine, we'll just destroy it." And we'll try and, you know, set up our mm-hmm. own, what was the, what was the one in Texas, the University of Austin or Austin higher, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of this some you know, Austin higher pedagogical Institute of the red banner or whatever the hell they were setting up. And, right. and um, you know, it's like, we'll have a bunch of really smart academics and we won't trifle about with tenure and all these stupid things. And which, of course, all none of them ever say, well, if my kid ever gets a chance to go to Cornell, I'm not sending him there. They have tenure. Um, you know, there's a huge right. hypocrisy right. involved yeah, nope. in this. And, and so what they're doing is they're riling up, you know, the, the folks back home by saying your kid's you know, shouldn't go to college because they'll leave you because they will come, they'll come back as, you know, gay communists. And so, right.
0: They'll, they'll, they'll be advocating Sharia, transgender, yes. you know, so drag shows or either whatever.
1: Don't send them to college or send them to places that we're going to take over where they'll be safe. But this is all just, this is just a huge dodge um, that is really kind of about the, the petty resentments of a lot of people who now feel powerful because, I don't know, because I mean, because they got stuffed in a locker, you know, in college or something. Um, But I mean, look, and you know, you and I, I think would both agree, There are a lot of problems on college. I, you know, I've said this many times. Oh God, yes. There is all kinds of inane left wing boobery going on at a lot of colleges. No question. Um, You know, but there are also, and I've spent thirty five years in the teaching profession, and I will say that most colleges, most courses in most colleges, kids just go to class and take notes and take exams. They're not, you know, coming out of there. I mean, yes, I suppose if your kid goes off and. Um, decides to you know become a gender studies major He or she's going to come home and tell you a lot of uh, uh, stories about what what's going on in class but you know for most people in most places, The universities are not on fire. There are some free speech issues that I think conservatives and liberals absolutely agree with uh, with each other about. Um, But the answer isn't this crazy pants. You know, we're gonna. um, You know, you know. Interesting that you and you know, of course, more about this being a Florida guy. Interesting that DeSantis picked on one of the smallest and most helpless colleges in Florida, rather than trying to take on Mm -hmm. UF or the FSU system.
0: Well, now, now he has yes. As of yesterday, Christopher Rufo has has declared war on FSU, and he comes out with this: "I have secretly obtained two hundred pages of well, he downloaded them off the FSU website uh, <laughs> because it's, yeah, but he but he acted as if he had like snuck in at night wearing a ninja outfit and cracked a safe." I come through. Long story short, <laughs> hanging over right. the FSU he, he computers. Comes out, Right. He comes out. He's like, I have 202 pages. And FSU, to their credit last night, they sort of called the bullshit. on. They're like, yeah, uh, 147 pages or whatever it was of that was from a program that was dismantled in 2019. It was always voluntary. There was never like this Khmer Rouge-style indoctrination camp where you had to stone to death your parents to go to FSU, which is not a, shall we say, notoriously liberal college by any stretch but of the look imagination. At the, look at the pattern here, right? I mean, Ruffo went to Georgetown and Harvard. Um, DeSantis
1: yep. went to Harvard and Yale. Harvard and you know. Yale. Cruz went to Princeton, Princeton and for Harvard. Ted Cruz. Yep. Holly went to Stanford and Yale. It's these guys mm-hmm. know what they're doing.
0: They they. You know, oh, they're not. This is this is the most. Don't you think it's like breathtakingly cynical? Of course. These are these are guys who who you know rode the rode the meritocracy bullshit train as much as they could. And then and now that they're in charge of 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 this, they will burn it down just for spite. Well, and just for um for spite. Um, because out of resentment,
1: because I think some of them like Cruz and Holly, you know, felt like that they should have been somehow more valued in some way. And mm-hmm. also just to harvest votes among people. I mean, it's really funny to see these guys saying, you know, your kids shouldn't go to these super woke colleges like Harvard and Princeton. Okay. I didn't think that was really going to be an issue. I think, you know, maybe we ought to concentrate on, yeah. You know how are things at the University of Montana
0: or North Carolina State? Right, the University of West Florida, baby. No, I mean
1: this (laughs) this this notion that somehow you're doing God's work by fighting the Ivy Leaguers. I mean, it really kind of all all, all, goes back to Sparrow Agnew, almost.
0: Sure, Um, sure. You know, and it it, well, I I mean, but don't you think it is? I think there's one thing here that, 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 and I've talked to some people in academia here in Florida that they they said something that really kind of scared me. A friend of mine hears from the DeSantis, like Zampolites, they come in, they're like, you have this big federal grant and how much DEI and diversity is in it? It's about $200 million grant, right? It's rounding error. Mm -hmm. It's de minimis. It's a couple hundred grand. And, but it's a requirement from the National Science Foundation that it be included. And their, their response was like, okay, well, what do you want us to do? If we take it out, we lose the grant. A major research program goes down the shitter. And the response is basically like, you don't need science. Why do you need science? Support for Rick Wilson's The Enemies List comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable, all in one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price to learn more visit odoo.com slash wilson that's odoo.com slash wilson odoo modern management made simple I, why do you do that? that's what i
1: want to see though rick i want to see them i want to see these guys get up ahead of steam and i you know me um i'm a sharpen the contradictions guy you know, I yes, I, if I, if I learned. Uh, you know, um, um, you know. Steve Bannon thinks he's the original Leninist, but
0: the, these guys um, never really read Lenin. Or solid. No, they never. And um, you know, I'm all. I'm, Everything is communism except they don't ever read anything <laughs> about communism. Well, I,
1: I'm a shar- So I'm all for it. Sharpen the contradictions. I hope Rufo and Desantis and the rest of them march into UCF and say, "Listen, there's a couple hundred million dollars worth of grants lying around here that we need to get rid of because there's this, you know, two-day DEI requirement." Give that a shot. See how it goes. See what happens.
0: Yeah, see how that works out see for you. See how that
1: works out for you. You know, when you're going to Gainesville and Orlando and a lot of other places and you start putting people out of work because of some, you know, uh, because some guy up at the Manhattan Institute, um, you know, had an inch he had to scratch. I, I want to see how much of that actually goes forward and not just pushing around a bunch of, you know, liberal, um,
0: you know, lefty liberal arts profs at, at the new college. Right. Well, I, I also think there's going to be something that that guys like Ron DeSantis, and, frankly, and, and Christopher Rufo do not yet understand. There will eventually start to be an impact at these big state schools on the sports, on the football team. Because if you're an African-American kid from, I don't know, Tennessee or Kentucky or Virginia, and you're thinking do I really want to go to this school where you can't, where we're in a state where you can't have a book in a library about Rosa fucking parks mm. because these people are that crazy. Cross the boosters at university of Florida. See how that works out well, for that, you. They'll just run you, they'll run you through a wood chipper and leave you in a swamp. Somewhere.
1: I've, been, I've been saying that I've been saying, you know, g- cross the donors and the alums and, you know, mm-hmm. the people who, um, you know, again, where there's actually some kind of constituency that you can cross, but, you know, it's going back to your original question about how dangerous is idiocracy becoming. This this does get fused back to the hypocrisy question, right? It's okay mm-hmm. to ruin public education because Ted Cruz's kids, you know, or are all going go to all gonna go do. to private schools. You know, this is mm-hmm. they're going to try and ruin the schools they can get their hands on, which is where the sons and daughters of the working class actually have to go. Um, mm-hmm. They are flirting with and sometimes openly embracing all this anti-vax bullshit, while making sure
0: they're fully boosted <sighs> themselves. Um, yeah, I promise you, not one of these fuckers, like Ted Cruz or any, or well, or I don't even I don't know what Cruz T- is. Tucker Carlson, but not, not yeah, I guarantee you, Tucker is Tucker and his entire family are vaccinated and boosted, and they and they would never in a million years under any circumstances, let their kids go through life without getting uh, getting measles, mumps, rubella vaccinations or polio. And that is starting to pop up in the great state of Florida in particular, um, where where we are seeing now vaccine resistance by parents saying, no, no, no that's okay. I'll just send I will just homeschool my kid instead of sending it to school because I don't want them to get that measles vaccination because god that might hurt them.
1: Yeah. And I think you know I people mean, got mad at me about the piece I wrote on Florida education because I said, "Look, I live in New England. I'm surrounded by excellent public and private institutions, and if Florida wants yep. to destroy its schools, then let them, I, There's nothing I can do." But but what I really meant by that and I said it if people had ever bothered to read the next sentence is You know, I'm a big proponent of the hot stove theory. You guys in Florida wanna touch that hot stove? Touch it. You you know, your parent doesn't I mean you're endangering other kids, but at some point, if the parents of Florida decide, hey, let's, you know, let's live through a measles outbreak, okay, then this is exciting. It's going to (laughs) these actions are not cost free. They're cost free for for Carlson or Cruz or Green, mm-hmm. but they are not cost-free um, for ordinary people who have, to, who have to live with the consequences. And I, again, I think, you know, if we're going to do this and we're going to have all of this, this um, reliance on knowledge fall apart, then let's get on with it so that people can experience those consequences. We can put this all to rest and go back to being the sort of basically rational society where we were a decade ago.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I really do think that, you know, pain is the only teacher. I I think on this stuff. and Yeah, I think it almost has to reach a point where I want to see, you know, for all Ron DeSantis' bullshit on vaccinations and hiring this guy, Latipo, who another guy went to Stanford and is now telling people to take ivermectin (laughs) for for COVID. I mean, okay, to the point where Stanford disowned him, essentially. They're like, yeah, you, you could not refer to our educational institution in your resume or... Ever again, that would be great, yeah. um, but uh, you know, I want to see DeSantis standing on that stage yeah. with Trump, where Trump goes, "You're vaccinated, Ron, and every one of your kids is vaccinated." Stop it. Which is this is the most bizarre thing I, I, I that is making my brain break, and it's it's partly an acknowledgement that Trump is crafty at the least. Mm-hmm. He's he's stupid on some levels, but he's crafty. He's right out there, right out of the gate. Don't do the debt ceiling because we can't hurt Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare. And you know, I'm proud of Operation Warp Speed. He's, he's smart at the enough of the to day, take the
1: opposite position. And, mm-hmm. and you and I are both our our brains are both breaking because at some point during that debate, we're going to go. You know, Donald Trump had a good point there. I
0: know like, it's it's it, I I you know. I, but it, it, I mean, look what he's let loose in the world is so insane that even he will seem like they're like even even Trump will seem like rational and old fashioned compared to the shit because they're all going to try to out crazy each other on that stage. The rest of them are all going to be going after DeSantis and saying things like, well you passed a 15 week abortion ban, I'm going to pass a 15 minute abortion ban. All the the, the incentives are fucked I, I also up.
1: think Trump, you know, gets away with it in a way that I think other people are not going to be able to. Trump could stand there and say, mm-hmm. eh, maybe we should stick bleach up our noses and, you know, you've right. our butts and okay, fine. And when everybody goes, oh, well, you know, Donald Trump, when Ron DeSantis is going to stand there, other people will, in a way that they were afraid to with, with Trump, I, I think are going to call those people out and say, what the hell's the matter with you? What do you mean you're, you know, what you were the guy who, you know, had a, had a, pretty, you know, fast COVID policy, right, governor? Um, People don't do that Mm -hmm. to Trump because they know that all they're going to get is a big kind of broken sewer pipe of gushing toxic babble.
0: Weird weird shit, yes. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, unfortunately, you know, we're not going to see this in the the general election like a debate about whether we should be about big ideas Mm. and about... You know, a knowledge-based society, and about you know things things being rational and intellectually processed, and not just own the libs, horse shit. Because Joe Biden is too old and stuck in his ways for that. That's okay. I'm not. I'm not asking for all the miracles. It it is so consequential right now because everything gets informed by conspiracy bullshit. At at no other point in our lives, I mean, there might have been in the old days a few liberals on an edge saying, "Are they were just going to war for oil?" But now, this idea that Ukraine is only about a bribery scheme for the Biden family and Sam Bankman freed, and I, I, it blows me away how completely disconnected that one half of our political equation is from things that are really consequential. And because- And and China is is, is one of those things. that It's like, Biden's weak on China. Okay, well, he's going to do X, Y, Z. No, no, no. That's terrible. We can't do that. At
1: the risk of what? shameless self-promotion here. This is what I was writing about- in, in this book I did last year called Our Own Worst Enemy, where I said, you know, a, yes. a lot of people, because they feel like they're, especially the base of the Republican party, because they're feeling like they are no longer part of the dominant culture, that there's this kind of national monoculture that is heavily controlled by the coasts. um, You know, that they, that they feel disrespected in some essential way by people that they've never met and couldn't care less about most of the time, but that they've been fed this whole resentment narrative. They have adopted these crazy pants theories because one, it makes life more interesting,
0: and two, it applies. It gives them coherence. It,
1: well, and and, and also it, it gives you something to do. The idea, you know, we are no longer the way my my parents grew up in Massachusetts, right? Working class, high school dropouts. Mm-hmm. You know that it's like if you ask my dad, "What's your life?" Well, I get up, I go to work, I feed my kid. You know, I pay make my house payment. I go over to the American Legion, I have a drink, I play some poker on the weekends. That's it. That is not enough for people anymore. They're like, and by the way, I am part of a, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy team rooting out pedophiles who are diverting money to Ukraine. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just, it's not enough to be a normal.
0: I'm an independent investigator who does my own research. research.
1: I am an independent (laughs) journalist. Um, I know stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm read in, I'm not just somebody who has to go to work and pay the mortgage every day. I'm a hero. Um, and some of this, you know, I just, mm-hmm. if, if anybody um, was watching my Twitter feed over the past couple of days, there's a lot of people on the left who fall into this. I'm, I'm not just a, um, you know, a graduate student. I'm fighting Nazis. Um, you know, okay, <laughs> right. fine. You know, do you, do, did you vote last term? You know, did you, did you actually show up and register?
0: Are you, registered you know, are you registered to, vote? Registered to yeah. vote?
1: That would be a good start if you're going to, you know, it's kind of like that line from um, Mystery Men. You know, if you're going to fight, you might want to put some pants on if you're going to fight crime today. Um, but I am Mr. <laughs> furious. <laughs> I, you know, but that, so it makes life interesting. And also, it gives you a role to play. It tells you that you're important. It says that just, you know, voting or donating to a candidate or, you know, uh, arguing with your friends, you can do more than that. You are you are a world historical figure sitting there in mm-hmm. parma ohio you know you are part of the big team. right and, and 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 since you've now got a twitter blue
0: verification you are set yeah, to jet yeah
1: i mean it's just <laughs> and so the republicans have said hey this works this makes people you know this puts them on team gop um, you know what i mm-hmm. what i miss as a former republican is when when, I, when when i was a republican we were the boring party Right. We were the dope yeah. guys. Whoa, we were on. the guys who were talking about, you know, uh yeah, that's you know, Democrats were marching in the streets and holding and We were going, Well, you know, uh, marginal tax rates are a little high and I
0: wanna, yeah, we uh, we should definitely address the uh, regulatory na- nature of the yeah. yeah. The,
1: you know the the number of uh, the number of Soviet silos doesn't quite correspond with uh, the weapons you we are able to count. <laughs> right. So we're going to need to have a Day Marsh to my, you know. And people look at us and go, <laughs> "You are the dullest bunch of white men on earth." Right. Um, right. And I kind of missed yeah. being boring that way, you know. But now you it's know, all drama. What,
0: what, when I was in the first Bush administration, I went over and I worked in the Pentagon, which was kind of like a weird thing for some of the guys who are like, oh man, I really wanted to go to commerce because I wanted to do like telecom d or whatever. And it was all this like, it, it was, we were the boring party. We were the competent party in a lot of ways because people thought, okay, they may be boring. It can, it can be kind of assholes sometimes, but they know how to make everything work and they you know push the right buttons. And now it's like the chaos party and it's, it's, you know, we're not just here to, to have limited government and individual liberty and the constitutional rule of law. We're here to root out the alien the sex traffickers. people. Yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> all part of this weird
1: science fiction movie, um, you know, and, and it, it, it blows my mind. This is why I react when, um, you know, I get so snotty when people say, well, you Republicans were always a bunch of Nazis. I'm like, D- have right. you ever heard of Robert Michael or Charles Percy? Or Edward right. Brooke. No? You don't remember those yeah. names? Why? Because they were yeah. boring. Because they were Richard Luger. Right. You know, they were dull.
0: and they, they didn't confident. set fire to anything. You know? I mean, both parties were boring. I remember, like, on a CODEL one time, with Sam Nunn and Dick Luger. Oof. I mean, it was like, well, I, I don't know, guys. Dinner at seven forty-five? That seems kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went on a Codel in, um, in
1: nineteen ninety, um, and we were. <laughs> you, you'll you'll appreciate this because you've you've been on moments like this. We we were in um, we we're going to the Desert Shield operations area, and it was a bipartisan group, <laughs> and it was Codel Pell. That was my rodeo. Playborn Pells, Kodel, <laughs> And there were people like uh, oh God. Um, Levin and there was Jesse Helms and uh, John oh Hines, God. my boss. And these guys were all strapped oh. into the yeah. back of a C-130. And I'm like, these are, you know, again, a, a John, John Glenn, uh, Paul Sarbanes. You know, these right. guys were all just comp- – they were – they were dull in the best way. Even Jesse Helms, who, you know, the one thing I really admired about Jesse Helms, that guy loved the tobacco industry, and he proved it by smoking unfiltered cigarettes in the
0: middle of a desert. Yes, he did. Um, De- Jesse Helms also one time when I was at a, at a on a Codel, I saw Jesse putting uh, shrimp in a, from a buffet table in a Ziploc bag in his suit pocket, yeah. and somebody caught his eye and he goes, I might need a snack later. (laughs) Or or Strom Thurmond putting, you know, um,
1: sandwiches in his pocket. You seem like a nice young man. You want a sandwich? (laughs) <laughs> um, but, you know, the, I mean, these guys, as you know, as wacky as even Helms was, you know, not my favorite Republican for sure. Um, there was a kind of seriousness about what they were doing. You know, there we were. These guys were all there. We were there as a big group because they were about to vote to send people's sons and daughters off to war. And they took it really fucking seriously. Yep.
0: As a listener to this podcast, you know democracy is in danger in America and beyond. This titanic challenge requires a powerful response, and that's why Resolute Square was founded. The Enemies List is part of the Resolute Square family. We're a pro-democracy network. The Enemies List is just one part of Resolute Square's pro-democracy content and coverage. Our members get particularly exciting benefits, exclusive live roundtable discussions with me, Joe Trippi, Reed Galen, Stuart Stevens, and Tara Setmeyer. In those discussions, you can ask us questions directly, as if you are in the room at a campaign strategy session. In these sessions, we'll give folks answers on how to fight back against the crazy, how to push back against the MAGA media, and how to communicate effectively in the battle for our democracy. We're building a new arsenal for democracy, and we could use your support. Head over to ResoluteSquare.com enemies to let the world know where you stand. They did take it very seriously. And I just think that lack of seriousness now, I mean, it's in Congress. I mean, in Congress, in some ways we're seeing, I think the outlier effect of all this, we're going to see much worse than people have even started to expect when they begin their whole witch hunt hearings and everything else. Because it is, it strikes me that all of that is about deterring institutions like the Justice Department um, and 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 dismantling their their ability to do things that stabilize and that follow the rule of law and that and that the the primary goal of these investigations is political, but it's also to raise the chaos. It's also to do the Bannon thing of tear down the administrative state, break everything, reduce faith in all the systems and all. You know, the I think wars.
1: some of it for the smarter ones is that. You know what what you've just laid out is actually kind of elegant, right? That we are going to do this and put such a put in, inject such chaos into the process that the institutions are paralyzed and they will learn not to tangle with us, right? Because it's just too difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know, these are all GS15s and SESers who have jobs to do and they don't want to be right. over here having to deal with our shit all day long. I think for the the rest of them um, you know, for for a Bobert or a Green, they're I think first of all, they're they're dumb enough to believe half the stuff they they're saying, but also they just don't care. Oh, yeah. I and mean, I think it's, I think it's like um, if you took them aside and explained, hey, part of this is that no one will ever look into your campaign finances, or they said, great, but as long as I'm just having fun and I'm on TV and people are sending money, owning the list, that's enough. And and I think that that's right. That, that, and, you know, in that sense, this is. Um, you know the democracy doesn't die in darkness democracy dies you know in prime time um with people sitting at home saying yeah i think that uh i think that that uh jordan fell is on to something here you know <laughs> that, andy that andy biggs, biggs, is biggs is a deep you know thinker. That, that, that there's a deep constitutional thinker and you know scott perry i mean <laughs> who among us hasn't you know texted during the, i mean it's These are people that would have, in a serious time, would have been run out of politics by both parties.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and I I go back to this. It's like when I was working for, for Bush 41 and David Duke ran for governor of Louisiana, a bunch of asshole young Republican operatives like me got dispatched down to Louisiana to kick the shit out of David Duke. You know, vote for the crook, it's important, all that stuff. And these days... That would never happen because they 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 look at that Bannon esque philosophy. Of, I have no enemies to my right, right, and I've got to I, these people are welcome here because because I can't I can't ever be seen to have not you know engaged in a, a acts of ideological purity at every and at every moment. George Santos, because it's one vote, They you know. Yeah, again, in, a, in
1: another time, they would have taken the guy, you know, with the you know, um
0: I don't yeah. want you. In another time in New York State, the the party chairman on Long Island uh, in, in in Suffolk or NASA, Suffolk, um, would have walked out and said, George, can you come out with me in the parking lot for a minute? <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen, this isn't going to work out. You're going to go ahead and quit. And if you don't, it's going to go really badly right. for you. And I mean really fucking badly, George. Like Pine Barren's bad. And... <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been done. It would have been done. We're going to leave you in a room with but, a Luger
1: and tell you to do the right thing. Right. He's <laughs> lost right. the paperwork.
0: You, you, think of your family. <laughs>
1: but, but there would have been, you know, if a guy like that had been caught. In, I mean, you know, they've never had to expel anybody from Congress because they can pressure people to leave Congress. And I think part of the problem right. with the modern Republican Party is that it has abandoned any notion that in a liberal democracy, small l liberal democracy, mm-hmm. there are things worse than losing a vote. That what you are, what both parties have to be committed to, is the longevity of the con- the rules of the constitutional system, because unlike, say, you know, a right. kind of early Russian parliament or you know, a kind of. Post Soviet parliament, where the first thing you do is try and extinguish all your political enemies in mature democracies, we go back and forth. You're not going to win every single time. You're not going to lose every single time.
0: Nope, right. Nobody gets, everything, Nobody they gets want. everything
1: they want. And the current Republican Party, cheered on by a bunch of lunatics up in the bleachers, are saying if you, every vote you lose is a catastrophic civilizational
0: defeat. And what that's really right. If the debt ceiling is raised, if the debt ceiling is raised, Al Qaeda. Yeah, well, it,
1: it, or the lizard people or aliens, you know, who or, it, it is a sure. it is everything is if you you know, if we lose one vote on, um, you know, um, funding, uh, you know, one institute at the National Endowment of the Humanities, it's a civilization defeat. Your right. children will be raised by drag queens Um and, and right. let us just, let's just add. <laughs> they'll have to poop it. a will have to poop Yeah. I mean, let's, let's also just point out that part of this big civilizational anxiety, our, our former party has become deeply weird about sex. And, and I mean, oh, this yeah. is, you know, like, Profoundly wow, weird. Um, again, I miss the days when Republicans were like, sex, we don't. We don't talk about, you know, but that, remember that great um, Dan Aykroyd, you, you, Nixon talking to the portraits, you know, you job, Jack Kennedy, you had women and, and sex in sex, and that would never happen in this White House, you know. I mean, it's, it's become, it's become crazy in a kind of febrile, fevered kind of uh, Jimmy swagger tears running down his face kind of way. And I think these people just, it's psychotic. These people have just lost their minds.
0: The amazing thing about it too, Tom, I think that, that I've been observing lately is is the exceptions to the rule are always, it's fine. Oh, Matt, Matt Schlapp, no big deal. Whatever. It's, it's fine. Matt who? What? No, we're going to CPAC. Yeah, of course. I mean, they always have this like, oh yeah, I know Trump uh, slept with hookers and he wants to screw his own daughter, but yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. He's the, he's the icon of, of Western masculinity. Right. Josh Hallway, right. you know? Well,
1: and, and because it, it's a, cons- it, it,
0: I think part of the problem
1: is, and this is just a kind of psychological thing with human beings, right? Once you've invested the construction of this identity and you've invested in this version of reality, you have to defend it because it's so brittle because it's so, um, self-contained mm-hmm. and it's so self-referential that any possible challenge to it becomes mortally dangerous to your entire, to the entire house of cards right. you've built up in your head from, you know, again, in an earlier time mm-hmm. and more rational politics, we could say, wow, huh? Um, You know, Democrats could say, Wilbur Mills, gotta go, most powerful man, right. want, gotta go. Yeah. So, you know, Sorry, gotta, brother. Gotta go um, can't have you cavorting around uh, in the tidal basin with a stripper, and that's the end of that. Even if it means right we, no. you know, I mean, Republican people. I, I know this is the oldest trope in, in these kinds of discussions, but Republicans went to Richard Nixon and said, "This got to stop."
0: We yes. Don't we
1: don't do that yep. anymore.
0: Because Howard Baker. You know, no, there are no Howard Bakers left. There's none and, of
1: it because their own personalities I, I, would, I think, a lot for a lot of folks, certainly in what what our you know friend Charlie Sykes calls the entertainment wing of the GOP, right? Um, yes, their whole mm-hmm. act would collapse in on itself, and for the people watching them, their whole sense of who they are as Americans would just implode like a neutron star. If you had to say, you know, our party has exactly, a lot right. of bad guys in it, and some of them are, you know, predators and some of them are embezzlers and some of them are liars. Instead of just saying, listen, the world's a complicated place. This is, and I'll get off this soapbox now. This is one thing they that the Republican Party really kind of infuses now in its base. The world is not a complicated place. Everything is simple and black and white and win or lose, yes or no. And you can't. You can't function in a in, in a democracy. You can't function as a person a, on a day to day basis living that way. It's not possible. No, it's
0: it's not how. It, no, it's not how a world that that is is frankly postmodern in a lot of ways. And maybe maybe that's not always great. Maybe that's not always the the optimum thing. But it is what it is. It is the reality of our world. And and they that they really the, the resistance to that. Is so definitional to their foundational mental framework that it really does. I mean, their resilience is impressive in this, in the face of like reality bashing them over the face with a frying pan. Over,
1: well, but they're resilient because they retreat into an echo chamber that is set to one channel. um, And when that channel lets them down, when Fox lets mm -hmm. them down, they go. I mean, I literally, I have a, I mean, it breaks my heart to say, I have a friend of many years an educated man uh, you know who who said uh, i had to stop watching fox or too liberal i only watch oan now and i said you i said you oh understand my, oh that my, you oh are now d- detached from reality that you and i cannot have basic discussions about you know the, about whether water is made up of two hydrogen atoms or not you don't live in that world anymore and he's like uh, i don't care it, literally the answer was i don't care
0: I had to deal with something with OAN the other day where they wanted to link the Lincoln Project to a, a terrible human being that we've never met, never had anything to do with, never knew anything about, never talked to him. They're like, well, we know that for the two years before the Lincoln Project, he was closely working with – we're like, no, sorry. There was no Lincoln Project two years before the Lincoln Project. You you don't have a time machine. It doesn't work out, pal. But that idea – I mean, they they are – Fox is shedding a certain percentage of their viewers all the time and it's been a slow creep. They still hold up their numbers on the cable carriage part, but increasingly these people are going on Rumble or Telegram or whatever fucking chan they're 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 getting their news from and it's increasingly getting I mean the Jordan Klepper bits are incredibly funny. They're so clever. But it should. Scare the I, shit I think out Jordan of Klepper is
1: kind of a the, uh, you know. Full disclosure, I did his show many years ago, and I think he's a great guy. I also think he's a national hero for yeah. wandering into these places and getting people mm-hmm. in a very friendly way to say, yeah. you know, I believe that. I will, to say, fer- to say, to say terrifyingly terrifying, terrifyingly crazy shit, um, in the most mm-hmm. you know, and and he's mm-hmm. totally genial, and they nod and they smile and they say, yes, my life is being controlled by you know aliens who um are 8 feet tall and have lizard bodies who who you know
0: speak swahili it's like oh okay and and the the Donald Trump is secretly still president he's only doing this to trick the bad actors so he can get Epstein's the, call the, records the fu-
1: De- what's the, who's the football player Devin uh, you know he's he's a body double he died on the field right what
0: he's a clone he's um, a clone now but yeah. i think too there was a, there was, there was a tweet a couple years ago that, that showed me just how deep the rabbit hole went. And it said, have you seen Rick Wilson on this TV show? That's obviously a clone. It looks different from two years ago. And I thought, oh, this has got to be, this has got to be a parody account. It's got to be a parody account. Oh no! It was not. It was somebody who went through and looked at various people who appeared on television, and if they looked different in any scene, like if they'd gained or lost weight. Oh no, that's a clone. I don't know. Right? It could I have been that you I am two years old. before the
1: pandemic, and I am looking at you now. You know, you know. I, don't uh, I, 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 I listen. I got a guys, lot of reasons to be ha- healthier and happier in my but, life. But I also think too <laughs> that we we ought to go to a much simpler explanation of addiction here. These are people who need a bigger and bigger dopamine rush cortisol hit oh, oh, yeah. whatever it is and if time. they they started getting it from fox and fox couldn't you know sell them the weapons grade fentanyl so they went to oan and newsmax right. and of course you know now that those guys are suddenly gonna realizing that holy shit we could get sued you know into in, that there is it's tough to sue for defamation in america but not impossible and, and oh, it's you know, not now impossible. there's, you know, these people say, well, fine, I'll go to the darker corners of the internet. And they're, you know, slapping that vein saying more of the good shit. And, right.
0: and I need that telegram just, goodness, I, baby, I mean, I
1: because, and <clears throat> this is, I don't mean to sound unkind about this, but if, because if it stops, oh, don't worry, well, you know, you know what a sensitive <laughs> and caring person I am. Um, I <laughs> You, you know, I'm but so delicate about this. does kind their of feelings. make me feel bad. Because, and I think part of the reason they can't let it go, and I've had these, again, these are conversations I've had with real people, because if they have to let it go, they mm-hmm. sit back down in their living room and say, This is it. This is my life, which I think is the American dream, right? I mean, I always said people say, I mean, I always tell people, right. Look, I, I have a warm home and a wife and a daughter who love me and a cat, and I'm good. You know, that's everything else is gravy after that. But I think a lot of these folks sit down and they say, I can't let go of this because if, if I let go of that, I'm just a guy who works in retail. I'm just a, I'm just a guy who sells insurance. I'm just a, you know, I'm a dental hygienist, all good things in a, and you know, part of the American story, but they can't let it go. They can't go back to
0: whatever they were before 2016. Even the false coherence is enough of a drug to make them want to go back to it. Well, Tom Nichols, I have one yeah. more question for you before we go. I'm starting, I'm going to start asking people this question because somebody asked me this today and it, it cracked my head open. What conspiracy theory do you think will have the greatest impact on the 2024 election?
1: Wow. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see that... Um, you and Zelensky are the same person uh, uh, true. I, I don't I don't know um, I think you know the the one I, it may not even have been hatched yet because I think the mm. the rigged election stuff, no matter how people dig in, they get it now. They, there are the number of people who mm-hmm. genuinely believe 2020 was rigged is now I think so small. Um, there are more people who say they believe it, but I think the number of people who are actually, you know, right. willing to act on that is actually pretty small. And I think that actually makes them more dangerous in, in a way because whenever when the thing falls apart and you're the last true believer, you get pretty extreme. So it may be um, it, yeah. it it may be about um, something about COVID or China, or it, or you, depending on what happens in Ukraine. There could be some kind of off-the-wall Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. I think once Jordan gets rolling on the Hunter Biden crap, um, he may be able to gin something up. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to duck this question by saying the conspiracy theory that is going to be dominant (laughs) in the 2024 election hasn't been fully hatched yet.
0: They're working (laughs) on it. Let's put it that way. All right. That That is a damn good answer, my friend. That is a damn good answer. So, well, Tom, I thank you again for all your time today and, uh, we'd love to have you back and, uh, tell us where people can reach you on social media and, uh, and what you're working on and where they can. Well, find your, on your, social your media, writings. I am
1: radio free Tom on Twitter. I am a staff writer at the Atlantic. I, um, am the lead writer for the daily. Uh, so go to the Atlantic and sign up for the daily and you'll get me two, three times a week. Um, and, uh, you know, other than that, um, you can find me here talking to you now and then um but at, uh, uh right. twitter in the atlantic is where you'll find me these days all Thanks, right
0: for- thank you tom we'll talk to you again soon on the enemies list this week the house republicans how could i not folks really honestly how could i not the hearings this week were an absolute display of two things first these are not the smartest people we've ever met. They went in trying to play gotcha with Twitter and they came out looking like they had stepped on their own dicks and then decided to set them on fire and then decided to put them out with a ball peen hammer. These are not the smartest people I've ever seen. Jim Jordan got rope doped by Goldman, by Raskin, by many other folks. These guys went into this thing trying to play the game that plays to their base That there's some monstrous conspiracy inside Twitter to silence conservative voices. Well, it turned out that Twitter didn't want to show Hunter Biden's dick pics. And Jim Jordan really, really desperately wants to see Hunter Biden's dick pics. And the other people on the committee desperately want to see Hunter Biden's dick pics. Because really, this committee hearing is about seeing Hunter Biden's dick pics. Because really what they're doing is trying to find a way to see Hunter Biden's dick pics. Um, The laptop itself is increasingly a discredited source of proof, if I may put it mildly. But these hearings this week were very much a preview of what's to come. You're going to see this iterate out. The Committee on the Weaponization of Government, it's going to play out further. They're going to keep doing this for a while now. But I mean, no one who watched this thing came away thinking, Well, I've changed my mind on the entire party structure of America because, my goodness, that Jim Jordan sure convinced me that Twitter is full of bad people. The amazing thing was they brought people who were actually there to try to make them part of their little dog and pony show. And all of them essentially said, no, the truth is 180 degrees from what you people really contend, and and, and you're lying liars who lie. It also had the one, one side benefit of permanently introducing into the congressional record the phrase that Donald Trump is a pussy ass bitch. Now, Donald Trump is in fact a pussy ass bitch, and his reputation as a pussy ass bitch has been long earned by being, you know, a pussy ass bitch. Um, but it showed that, that the Trump White House tried to influence. Twitter to remove tweets by Chrissy Teigen calling Donald Trump a pussy-ass bitch. Now, part of the great hoo-ha here that makes me just laugh my ass off is Joe Biden wasn't president when the Hunter Biden laptop came out. He had no power to influence their future, their lives, their the course of their company's prosperity. Trump did, and and the fact that they didn't want to have Hunter Biden's dick pics out there, non-consensual dick pics, uh, out there. That ended up being a truly telling read on just where the Republican Party is, because the entire purpose of the Committee on the Weaponization of Government's Twitter hearings were, in fact, to see Hunter Biden's dick pics. And um, with that, uh, I would tell the House Republicans to get their shit together, but frankly, they're on the enemy's list, and they're staying there.